Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Mike's Open Journal, where today I'm going to be joined by Laura. Say hello, Laura. Hi. And we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, mental health, but particularly where it's affected by social media. Um, and for us, obviously, being involved in some of the online Twitter chats um, and kind of how that fits in with some of the other stuff that's going on at the moment. Um, I think that kind of rounds off the sort of stuff we're talking about. Is that right? Yeah, I would say so. Cool. Um, and obviously when I say Twitter chats for us or for me, I would um, I know there's a couple of different ones that I um, kind of join in with, um, but I'm probably particularly talking about uh, hashtag uh, mental health hour and hashtag talk MH. Uh, I don't know if you're involved in any others, Laura. Um, no, I think those are both the usual ones that I would join in yeah I know there's a couple of others that I jump into here and there like um I jump into there's a like there's a borderline personalities one on a Sunday I think um Mm. but I kind of drop in and out of that one um so I don't feel like I don't know I'm not as involved with that one so I'm not necessarily reflecting too much on that particular group yeah cool um we also um, kind of picked up on one article that we are both kind of having a little bit of a look at um, that's given us a couple of kind of interesting things to have a chat about um, and that website is available at blog.degree.com forward slash 10 ways social media affects our mental health um, and that'll just list 10 different areas that we're going to have a little bit of a look at but we'll obviously talk away from that one as well um, and I think the first thing that kind of we've spoken about a little bit before but not in a huge amount of detail is obviously the the way that social media can be such a powerful tool such a great way to connect with people but actually the way it leads to potentially quite addictive behavior sometimes and I guess the way we end up with kind of losing control I guess slightly of those not necessarily the Mm. conversation but the way we're using um that type of media I guess yeah definitely I mean it's always funny because you see like you see those posts where people are like just continually refreshing their Facebook feed even though nothing new comes up Mm. and I'm like one of those people depending on the circumstances I'm in so like if I'm out somewhere waiting on people I will literally just like scroll through every social media app that I have and then if I'm waiting even longer like I'll just continually refresh them even though like there's nothing new there yeah I think it's it's just become like a habit like a way it's just like another part of your daily routine i think it's just to scroll scroll through them all and you don't yeah like you say you don't even think about it sometimes it's just like you almost do it by default and i mean i'm i'm gradually starting to get away from like the first thing i do in the morning being looking at social media literally before Mm. my eyes can even focus there's a phone in front of them yeah um I'm gradually starting to get away from that um to be honest that's more because I'm struggling to get out of bed <laughs> than anything yeah. to do with actually not looking at it um yeah. <laughs> but um I do notice this, I think especially when sometimes you hear like the comments of um like it's kind of all you do and I think oh no it's not all I do but actually when you reflect over like for me particular weeks I can look back and think do you know what like I, I woke up I looked at my phone I got in the car drove to work looked at my phone then I went to work looked at my phone a little bit in between went to lunch looked at my phone like 
<laughs> come home, looked at my yeah. phone, moved over to the iPad, went back to my phone, went to sleep. <laughs> you know what I find myself doing sometimes though is I like I don't really use my laptop very much because I have it like an iPad. Mm. But I'll like <laughs> I'll look at Facebook on my laptop and then like five minutes later I'm realizing that I'm looking at it on my phone at the same time and I'm just like Laura <laughs> seriously <laughs> it's so bad I'll be like oh I'll look at my phone for a second and then like I'm scrolling through Facebook and I'm like I've seen this before and then I realize it's because I've been on my laptop already too it's so bad <laughs> I just I don't know I think it's funny when you see um, I've seen a couple of these um you know like the zombie posters with people looking down at their phones and yeah um generally i think i feel like those posters are kind of aimed at young people um but actually more and more i think that's probably fairly accurate of um people of all ages yeah Um, yeah. i'm definitely i definitely feel like i'm at a stage where i don't really count as a young person um and i know (laughs) i know that zombie person's pretty close to being me um (laughs) there's a crossing lady that i walk past when i park my car and i walk into work and she jokes Mm. with me every couple of days that i'm going to walk into a lamppost um i've already told her i said that will happen i'm just where i'm just working on making sure that doesn't happen today (laughs) yeah Um, and I know earlier on in the year, I don't know if you saw this, I'm sure there was an article about, I don't know if it was, it was it in like Germany or like Belgium or somewhere where they had these, they put, um, something to do with like crossing lights that were on the ground. Cause they were saying people are always looking down. I didn't hear of that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I can't remember which country it was somewhere in Europe. Mm. Um, they'd moved some of like the crossing information to the ground. Um, because they were saying like people are always looking down cause they're looking at their phones and they're much more likely to see like a, a crossing yeah. light or something like that on the floor. Um, so they were putting, they were putting more, kind of information on the floor as you come up to a crossing wow which i i don't know i'm really in between on because i feel like that just that's not like a kind of i don't feel like that's complaining that people look at their phones i feel like that's just accepting it and not really doing anything to change it it. yeah i feel like you're feeding into that addiction yeah i'm not sure i guess it's one of those like it's a health and safety thing if you've got to do it you've got to do it i guess i don't i'm not sure yeah you're um, not really button like people using their phones all the time like if i was crossing the road i would like obviously look away from my phone but sometimes then i get distracted and i'll put my phone away and then like that's me free for a bit whereas mm. if you just have it on the ground like there's literally no need for you to look up yeah at all. like it's really bad and i think that also encourages them potentially like are you then gonna not look up at times when there aren't like crossing information on the floor yeah, you've got so used to it being there that yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. But it was an interesting one when that popped up. Yeah. I'm sure. I feel like that was the s- before the summer this year. I'm sure it was somewhere in Europe. I can't, yeah. I can't remember where. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, but I definitely feel like it's something that I don't know. It is definitely something that becomes addictive. Um, I mean, you see now. Um, people would do like fundraising things or charity things where they'll give up social media for like a day oh, yeah. or for a week if they're hardcore. Um, 
and I think the very fact that like giving this up is in some way like something worthy of like fundraising i think shows how how much it's used in the way that um like to me like um i think of say like 10 years ago when someone would have done like a sponsored silence or something like that is Mm. this now like is this the same thing like i know yeah it doesn't really justify like (laughs) <laughs> giving your money it's good for the charity but like yeah. really really <laughs> it's like whenever I was doing my A-levels and stuff um, that was like whenever you must have had Facebook for like a couple of years then I actually had to get my sister to cheat like asked her to change my password so that I wouldn't go on whenever I was supposed to be revising because hmm. I would just find myself like every half hour or whatever just like lifting my phone and then like <laughs> Like half an hour later, I'm still on my phone and haven't done any work. Yeah. So, it is a. Re- I don't think until you sit back and look in hindsight, you realise how addicted you actually are. Like it's not until you evaluate how you use social media mm. that you realise you might have a bit of a problem with it. Mm. I think for me, it's small things as well. Um, if I'm gonna like walk outside it this doesn't happen often but if i'm gonna walk up to like the post box hell am i going without my phone um like if you go to the toilet <laughs> like how often do i go to the toilet without taking my phone I'm like oh my god i better go and get that before i sit down for 10 minutes like <laughs> <laughs> it is true though you get so bored <laughs> i just think yeah I, I mean you could argue there used to be like uh the newspaper or like magazine racks and stuff i guess in like some posh yeah. toilets so is it really any different oh, i'm not sure i'm i don't know yeah but then you could you could maybe find yourself like sitting on the toilet for even longer because you just get absorbed by something on your phone yeah definitely do that every morning <laughs> <When I'm, laughs> that's why you need to work <laughs> yeah when i think do you know what actually i've got quite a bit of time like i'm i'm, I'm doing quite well i don't know where all the time goes one article later <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh crap i'm 10 minutes behind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh dear um and i guess uh some of the stuff that i kind of want to mention around being addictive i think is picked up by a couple of the other points um yeah so gonna move over that thank god for just having like a, a quick skim before we started talking <laughs> um <laughs> So the second point the article mentions is uh, social media making us kind of compare our lives with other people. And I think this in some ways can obviously link into like the addictive behavior because you constantly check and look at what other people are doing and how you compare. Particularly, I feel like this i don't know for me i feel like this comes in if you have people that you've been friends with for a long time so maybe from school or college or uni Mm. i guess um or people that you work with that you consider on a similar level to yourself i think those are the times where you compare because you kind of see yourselves as i guess equals in one situation maybe yeah um and the lives that we put across on social media can be different uh, and I think that can lead to uh, a comparison, especially for me. I feel like this comes across a lot more. Oh, the fireworks outside. 
Um, <laughs> especially on sites like Facebook where they hold loads of information on you. Um, yeah. I don't know what your views on that are. Um, I don't really know. I don't, I don't really think about it too much. It does frustrate me, I think, just from like a security point of view, like mm. how much information I have and how they always have my mobile phone number, like stuff like that. But, like, I post different amounts of things on different social media sites. So yeah. Facebook, I don't really post a lot. Um, like, I'll share funny videos that make me laugh <laughs> or, um, like, blog posts. But I don't wouldn't really, like, update my status. But if I do, it's always usually something happy or something to celebrate. Yeah. Um, whereas on Twitter, like, I'm, like, totally open all the time. Mm. But definitely, like your social life and your social media life is such like a filtered version of the real you. Mm. Like you're not going to like, if you're sick one day, like wake up not well, like you're not going to update your status being like, Oh, I've just puked. Mm-hmm. Like you don't do like your early updates. Like you would in real life. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't update with all the, like the crap stuff. Like, I don't know, like drop my cup of tea on the floor or like, I don't know, such and such, this really bad things happen. Like, nobody does that anymore. Not not on Facebook anyway. On Facebook, it's yeah. all the happy stuff and the I feel engagements like... and people getting married and I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's really annoying. I think but you're like, right. on Twitter, people are a lot more open and mm. honest about stuff, which I quite like. Like, well, the people I follow anyway are honest about everything um which i quite like because it's not really well it's still maybe a filtered version of you because you have to think about how you say and what like what you say and how you say it mm. i think it's a lot more of a like a better representation of the real you mm. than some sites i think that's true i think we're i suppose it's similar to like those physical groups of friends that we have where you play like a slightly different role or you're a slightly different version of yourself when you're with different people or in a different setting. Yeah. And I do think, um, or I Definitely. know, that like, the, the profile... If you, that, see, if you saw me with my like group of best friends, <laughs> like there's like three or four of us, Yeah. I w- would be completely different to how I probably would be if I met you in real life. Mm. Until I kind of got comfortable with you, I think. Yeah. If you're like, I've been best friends with those girls since school, so they know everything about me. I feel comfortable talking about anything with them. Mm. And then, like, I think you just naturally feel confident around them then because, like, they know the real you. Mm. Whereas you know mostly the real me, but, like, you know the online version of me a lot better. So then when I meet you in real life, I'd probably be quite, like, nervous. Yeah. To show you, like, what I'm really like until I felt comfortable around you. So, mm. yeah. That's a good point. I do like that you said when and not if. Are you still there? Yeah. I was just imagining when we meet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, have I been talking for like the last seconds? <laughs> nobody there? Because this happens to me in work because people hang up with me and I don't realise. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're the ones hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that's so true. I think, like you said, um, I think particularly Facebook, I feel like it holds more information. And so you worry, or I worry more about, I suppose, the information that I put there. 
Um, and also, I don't, I mm. don't know. I feel like you. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the way it comes across. Um, like you, I don't post that much on Facebook. Um, I prefer, I, and I don't know that it is any different other than because I use it that way, but I'll post a lot more um, and um, feel a lot more happier with being more open on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Now, in my mind, maybe that's because I feel like it's a different group of people uh maybe it's because i feel like once you've posted it it can disappear quite quickly on twitter because there is so much content yeah that's the thing um whereas it kind of feels like it hangs around longer on facebook that could just be because i don't post as much on there um and so it does end up hanging around um, i don't know um, i think if you're on if you're on twitter i don't know like you're more inclined to I think there's that weird bridge between like following somebody and like being friends with them. Yeah. Like, I feel like people might be a lot more personal sometimes on Facebook with the information they put up anyway. Hmm. So that's why they wouldn't accept people they don't know. Whereas on Twitter, like, it's totally fine to follow a complete stranger. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. It's weird. It's. I wouldn't. I would never think of like if I didn't. If I followed you on Twitter but didn't know you like I do now, I would never dream of adding you on Facebook. But I think it would, like I would be fine with following you on Twitter. Like that's mm-hmm. what happened. I follow like we followed each other on Twitter. Yeah. And then we added each other on Facebook. But like, why is that? Why is that? I don't know. And I have. I have. I read this really funny. There was a couple of. Um, there was like a Twitter exchange between two of the people that I follow mentioning like oh why would somebody had someone as a friend on facebook when you like don't really know them or engage with them a lot yeah um and i was like yeah that's so right but literally like an hour before i'd just done that for the second time like i'd just sent like (laughs) a friend request on facebook to someone like i'd spoken to like twice (laughs) and i was like oh i don't feel like i can say i agree with that now (laughs) because i've done it (laughs) Um, see i never would like I don't know. It's re- it's really weird now that I think about it. Like, why is there such a difference between those two? Yeah, I think because I guess it's just the terminology. I suppose, like yeah. on on Twitter, it, you are following them, which means I have an interest in you. It doesn't mean that by me following you, in no way shows that you give a crap about me. Yeah. Whereas I guess on Facebook, it's more like an acknowledgement that that's a shared relationship that we are friends in some way. I guess. Yeah. I and know. I feel like with Facebook, like you know people in real life, whereas on Twitter, you don't. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's gonna that annoys me now. There's like such a difference between them, but there shouldn't be because like I don't know. It's like what I post on Instagram, like it's so flipping filtered, and or if it's like not filtered, it's like a really nice picture of me or my coffee. <laughs> but I wouldn't post the pictures. Like today, I took a picture of something to do with my car like well, I would never post that on Instagram it's like it does frustrate me sometimes how filtered I like make my social media like Twitter's probably the only thing where I'm like more or less 100% honest yeah I don't like, I don't filtered, but. yeah I, I don't think it's about being honest or less yourself or anything like that I just think you're more reserved on certain yeah. platforms yeah that's a better way but no, no, um I'm I'm sure other people are are probably not themselves, um, but I think 
you and the other people that I would kind of recognise on those different platforms. I feel like it's just a, a case of maybe you only get 10% of someone on one platform and you get 50% somewhere else. And um, it's not that you're less yourself. It's just you're you're not giving everything away, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like we've drifted a little bit from comparing ourselves <laughs> to other people, but um, that's okay. Uh, I think the one thing that we kind of drifted past, which was a good point, which you were making with regards to like the positive stuff that gets thrown up, especially I feel on Facebook with the um, weddings, engagements and children and occasionally houses and cars um, and sometimes holidays. I don't see as many yeah. holidays now, though. That must be the, no. that must be the recession. Um, <laughs> maybe it's all the children and houses I don't know yeah that's what it is <laughs> um, I don't know like I do feel like I really like it when I see like the announcement um, pictures um, and some of those are like yeah. really creative as well so I really mm. like seeing those and like sharing the congratulations and things like that um, what gets me sometimes is like the need to post like baby pictures every week um, or yeah like so like your wedding pictures on a frequent occasion like when it hasn't been your wedding for a long time and it's not an anniversary or anything and i'm like cool like you really want to share that image and those memories and stuff with people but like that could be like private or you could keep it to like you could have a group of people that you share that with rather than all of us yeah yeah um especially when you don't like for me, I don't use those platforms as much. So like Facebook, I'll, I reckon I probably check Facebook like once or twice a day, maybe. Um, I reckon probably once. And when I say check it, I mean like I'm going to do a scroll through, what maybe thirty posts, and that's it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I like I'm not really spending any time on there. Um, yeah. And probably the same with Instagram. I'll probably go through about 30 pictures and then that's it. Um, mm. I'm more likely to check that probably twice a day just because I follow a couple of accounts that are like that are pretty pictures of landscapes and stuff. So it's quite nice to see those. Yeah. Um, I don't... Um, Snapchat I don't even look at every day. No, I probably neither. look at that like a couple of times a week. Um, but Twitter is almost like... I feel like sometimes I close the app just so it can do like a fresh launch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that gives you an indication of how much I'm on that one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and again, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think I feel like I compare a little bit less on Twitter. I think because again, it's, I guess it's less it's less story led it is more about like a status i guess um because you are limited on your characters and not many people bother to do like a three or four tweeted message yeah like a thread yeah yeah um so i don't think that comes across as much on that platform no it would definitely be facebook more hmm especially like my year group at school like so many are married or so many are engaged or like so many have children now and then obviously like those posts come up all the time and then I'm sitting back being like well <laughs> that'll be me someday <laughs> not right now 
So it gets a wee bit frustrating. I don't really think... Sometimes I would maybe do it on Twitter. Um, but again, I think it comes down... I think you have to remember, like, p- people pick and choose what they post. Yeah. So you're not really seeing the full picture of them. No, and I think for me, it's not... I, I guess it's changed over time in that um, I've gone from finding it maybe, like, initially slightly repetitive maybe a little bit annoying that those posts pop up so much Mm. to me now being at a stage where um like having gone through what i've gone through where actually seeing like wedding or like baby photos can be like quite a negative experience yeah definitely Um, and i think that's where maybe i don't feel like it's a comparison but it's like a reminder i guess yeah, and that can definitely have a negative effect then mm. on on your mental health. So, yeah, I would I would agree. I think I think it's like it's kind of like if you stay out friends with like an ex girlfriend or an ex boyfriend or something like that, or like you still followed them somewhere, like that would frustrate me. Like a lot of the people that I've dated, I'm still friends with, mm. um, and like I I'm not the kind of person that like I'd be rude enough to delete them like straight away. Um, so then whenever you see like their posts or whatever, like with their new, well, in my case, if, with their new girlfriend or whatever, it kind of like, it does sort of make you feel like what was wrong with me, kind of, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. That sounds really petty, but it does like pop through your head. Yeah. Oh, big breath. <laughs> I think there's some good ones in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I think um, for me, like the the next point is restlessness. And I think kind of for me, I feel like that t- ties into being kind of addicted to it and constantly going back to it. Um, yeah. I don't know that I really have anything to add on the restlessness front other than I suppose it's that frustration that like you need to constantly check. Yeah, I think that one links to kind of there's like one further down about um, like fear of missing out. Okay. So, so I think that that kind of covers that one. Covers that one, yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, the so I feel like I might have to let me just have a quick look. I'm just Okay, number nine is a good one to look forward to. I was just wondering a little bit about the positive <laughs> side. Um, <laughs> uh, skim it back, skim it back. Okay, um, the rise of cyberbullying. I'm in between on this. Yes, any new, I guess, platform, technology, social interaction is going to have those challenges in the same way that um, I think you saw with, um, but begrudgingly say olden days, Um, but with telephones, like when you could do prank calls, um, I think with text messages, um we've had a couple of issues at my workplace with text messages which i still find kind of funny because i'm like who sends text messages (laughs) um Um, and i think more and more now obviously the stuff that goes on online um there's a crossover where that does affect uh older people but i think a lot more I feel like that affects younger people because they don't necessarily know where to go or how to get support for that sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And I even think, like, I've noticed lately, 
obviously, especially on Twitter, like you've got the the election coming up in America. You've got like like big current events. Like everybody's entitled to their opinion. So, for example, like with Johnny Depp being cast for the Fantastical Beasts film, mm-hmm. um, like everybody has an opinion on that, and I think it's kind of. It, when it gets to the stage where, you know, people are having to report abuse or block people on Twitter, yeah. you know, for being abusive, like, it kind of makes me feel sad that there are people who are adult, like, of an adult age, like, abusing people through a screen mm-hmm. because they have a difference of opinion. Um, and I think as well, when it, when it comes to online, like... It's so much different from physical, like, verbal communication in that it's really hard to convey a tone and really hard to convey, like, whether it's sarcasm, whether, like, people are being serious, whether they're just taking the mix. So I think that can have a really negative effect on your mental health because you could tweet something and mean it to be funny Mm. and, like, somebody could take offence to that and just start something and then you're kind of left being like, well, what are people thinking of me now that this is kind of like hasn't gone the way I intended it to sort of thing so I definitely think well for me anyway because I have social anxiety like I overthink everything that I post and like everything that I say to people mm. and if my messages don't end in a smiley face I feel like it looks too serious <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that so yeah the amount of times I put a laughing face at the end of something when I'm not laughing at all but I want them to know it's a joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah but um do you remember the whole like ask fm thing oh uh, yeah it was awful like it was so like there were people there were kids like committing suicide because of the abuse they were getting through that mm. um so i do think i don't know for me maybe it doesn't seem it's still a real like a massive problem but there just doesn't seem to be as much coverage of it anymore i feel like it's almost got to that stage where people feel like it's everyone knows about it yeah and they're like oh everyone knows about it so it's cool yeah exactly yeah there doesn't seem to be a lot of i feel like there's less emphasis being put on stopping it rather than making people aware of how to report it and how to um like react to it yeah definitely i mean i don't really hear anything now um especially like being a youth worker sometimes like like casually Mm. um i like would feed into different like youth websites and stuff and all of them have like a, a kind of guide of how to how to report it mm. um but like you know things like that haven't really been updated and it's not really in the news anymore so i think once it kind of once the hype about it dies down then people tend to forget and they just accept cyberbullying is going to happen no matter what so nobody's really doing anything to like stop it from happening mm. it's one of the things um i've mentioned at work as well when we do um stuff around mental health uh, because there's an obvious crossover with um, some of the stuff that I've read is particularly to do with um, kind of the onset of depression um, for young people where they do have that kind of constant attack um, and obviously issues yeah. around things like self-harm and suicide as well um, and there's lots of uh, articles and, and videos you can find to kind of um, back that up I guess uh, yeah but for us, I think when I've tried to explain it to, to students, I've said this is a case of don't think of this as something new. Um, this is a case of just the modern, um, like being name called or punched in the playground. Yeah. Um, that 
that sort of stuff, that behaviour got an instant reaction from teachers or staff at the time. They told you that that wasn't right, that you shouldn't be doing that. You were taken somewhere where you were kind of told how that is not correct. Um, the the person or the student that was injured would be supported or if they like needed to talk to someone, they were offered that. Um, that interaction has gradually moved into... Um, text messages phone calls and now to online Um, and while that is a different space that that interaction is happening actually it's essentially kind of the same thing yeah definitely Um, but rather than being in a playground where the likelihood is that you know a lot of other people are going to see that whether that's staff or students um, when it's online sometimes it is in private but sometimes it's visible but generally, when it is visible, less people take action than they would do if it was in a playground. Um, and that idea of kind of being a like a bystander, I think, is something that also needs to be looked at and addressed rather than, oh, if someone's horrible to you or you're being horrible to someone else. I'm like, when it's online, it's usually a bigger group, even if it's in messages or forums. Like, it isn't just the bully and the person being bullied. No. There will be other people in that group as well. Yeah, it's kind of like you now have a tendency where if if you see online like somebody is slabbering at somebody else, you kind of just take it at face value and just scroll on like, oh, there's nothing I can really do about that or it's not my place to get involved or, you know, it wouldn't be a good idea for me to get involved because then I might like be the subject of it, which I think is really sad because you, as you say, if that was in real life and it was like in a school or even in the street, like... Mm people step in like you see on the train whenever people are getting racially abused like people do step in and and try and stop that so you know why is it different for online i know obviously you're physically limited by what you can do but you know why should it be any different online if you know it's really sad actually that you would just like scroll past and think oh there's nothing really i can do about that and and then like just keep going with your day Mm. definitely um okay on to the next one i think uh social media glamorizes drug and alcohol use now i'm in between this could just be because of the information that i see personally i feel like probably for alcohol but i don't feel for drugs oh yeah i totally agree i feel like the alcohol side comes from um the images i guess more than the texts the, yeah. the text the text oh, how do you not say text messages the the like posts that people put yeah. up that are text um whereas i feel like it comes across more in images that post of oh look this is so and so being stupid or this is so and so drinking so much like oh look she's gonna drink a whole bottle of wine or a whole look he's drinking however much and um i think there's that crossover where it can be like an innocent kind of oh we're just having a nice time and there kind of happens to be alcohol here yeah and sort of that crossover of like mm, actually like if someone else looked at that picture like what does that really look like yeah i mean i've experienced that where so like you know well you know that i'm a christian yeah um so I don't really drink anyway like I don't really enjoy it the taste of it but where I lived at uni and we lived in like a Christian environment so like alcohol was never you know they never said oh you can't drink Mm. um 
but like you know we, we if we were out somewhere like we would have to be careful like what pictures we would take or what was in the picture hmm. like even if we went to like a pub quiz obviously like you would get a drink or whatever but you had to be careful what you posted online because the major then the majority of our friends on facebook are obviously from the same christian circles hmm. so like there was a group that i used to live with that used to really enjoy going out and um, like the nightclubs and like I was totally fine with it. Like I was like, you do whatever you enjoy, kind of thing. But um, word got back. I think that one of them had slightly too much to drink, um, and like that literally spread round like the place where we lived. Um, so it definitely can. I don't know it. It. I don't know where I was going at that point. I forgot what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad that doesn't just happen to me. <laughs> I'm doing so well. But yeah, like um, you know, I think we always had to be careful what we were posting online in yeah. case other people saw it and yeah. like you know how other people viewed us then so mm. we tended not to post pictures of it but like to be honest I don't really see it as much anymore maybe that's just because like I am growing up now so going out and getting absolutely wrote off isn't really a thing that people do anymore mm. um do you know what wrote off means? No, but I got the context. Yeah, you it. I realised it when I said it. <laughs> People are getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like just for the sake of getting drunk, um, it doesn't really happen yeah. very often anymore, whereas it might be different for younger generations. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think that is fair enough. Um, social media can make us unhappy. This is true. Um, yeah feel like um there can be a real crossover with um there can be a real crossover with a few things in that obviously relates back to like the comparisons we talked about earlier um particularly when or if you feel like some people are putting up some really positive stuff and whether you know that is like a happy version of their life or whether you think that is their real life um, that can have a, a real kind of negative effect on you. Um, yeah. I think you also have a um, couple of issues that I'll come on to in a minute because I feel like they're slightly separate. Um, but I think it can be, um, yeah, you come up against kind of a barrage of like all positive stuff. And if you don't, feel like you're in that mood or in that place that can be a very negative experience yeah definitely Mm, I think it's like this is the thing because because I follow so many bloggers and stuff you can see like all the blog awards that people go to or like how successful someone's blog is so it kind of it can get you down sometimes or you can see like something amazing that somebody's doing and you're like you're sitting in bed like mm. doing nothing on that day yeah and I think it, it obviously depends on like your current mood at that time as well um but definitely I think it does come to like it comes down again to what we choose to post and whether we just choose to post the positive things that go on um but definitely I think it can have such an impact on on your happiness as such because you do end up comparing you're dead to someone else's so it's like oh such and such won this award for being an amazing blogger and i'm like oh well my post got seven views today (laughs) (laughs) oh my god you got seven (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah i think it's that thing as well isn't it that 
Um, like in that example, actually, if you hadn't have seen anything, like you'd be a chuffed. Look, you're like, oh my god, seven people have read my blog, and yeah, like maybe one or two of them have left a comment or something, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. And then you see someone else's, and they're like, oh, seven thousand people have commented on my post and <laughs> nine million have read it and i've w- won two awards for this blog post i yeah. wrote um and i'm writing my 10th blog of the day and i'm like oh yeah. fuck off <laughs> <laughs> exactly but then at the end of the day like i suppose those people too also have others that they kind of you know feel make them unhappy yeah. you know like, it's all relative like nobody is you know, you've got different levels of succession and stuff, especially when it comes to blogging and things. Mm. I think we tend to get caught up. Like, we'll get really frustrated that somebody's doing really well and it makes us unhappy, but then, like, they're probably just like us as well. Yeah. And they've got people that they kind of look up to and and stuff like that. It's definitely all relative, but, like, when you're in the circumstance, it's really frustrating. It's like I posted... um, a review like see because i i'm like a new blogger i don't really know like the terminology and what to write about so i posted a review of like a bathroom that i use and it literally did get like seven views and i was like what did i do wrong <laughs> i was like so many people post reviews and get loads of like loads of comments <laughs> yeah i think it's for me um i guess it's different maybe when you're talking um like some of the stuff is around kind of products and things like that yeah whereas i feel like a lot of the blogging that i do being about like my own kind of mental health and that journey in a way sometimes i quite like that i get unhappy when i see other people getting loads of comments or uh, mentions or whatever because it reminds me that actually like the main not the main reason but the reason why i started writing was actually for me like it wasn't for other people it wasn't necessarily about other people like i knew other people would would read it i knew other people would be able to see it but you know what like if it was one person that would have been okay with me um and i do i don't know i guess it's quite yeah i just in a way i quite like that initial bit of being unhappy that not loads of people have looked at it and it reminds me that actually do you know what like know who the person that matters like the person that i really wanted to read it or to write it or to experience that post was me yeah yeah um and so i find it quite i do yeah i quite like it in that regard in that it does um it's a good reminder for me yeah the reason why you're doing it yeah yeah it does make me unhappy though that the mental health meetup is happening next weekend and i can't go <laughs> you need to send like a cardboard cutout or something and i could take you with me I, yeah you should do that definitely um God, that makes me unhappy i think that's like it's just obviously it's my circumstance that i live on a different island yeah <laughs> oh, i don't know that's annoying um but i think i get the impression that there will be another one of these meetups happening next year um that will be i think i get the impression it's going to be more southern um and i know um hannah's also mentioned possibly having one for talk mh as well so i think there could be there could be some other stuff coming up i think yeah i mean I would definitely fly over it if I knew in advance, like, dates and stuff. Mm. Yeah. I think so it's I think, 
I like you were saying earlier with like the blogger rewards and things like that. Like I've seen a couple of videos now where there's like loads of people meeting up and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Um, yeah. And I think this is um, like it's the first one that I'd really seen in regards to like being interested and wanting to go. Yeah. I think I saw, so like I'm kind of part of like the girl gang that's on Twitter. Mm. Um, so it's a girl called Gemma. She runs like, it's called Dorkface Blog. It's such a good blog. Like she's an unbelievable blogger. But like a while back they had their first like girl gang event. Yeah. And it just looked so amazing. And I was like, darn, like living in Northern Ireland. Like <laughs> it's so frustrating. But um, yeah, so like things like that, I think in a more generalised term would make me kind of unhappy is like seeing people that I consider to be like good friends now all meeting up and I'm not there hmm. but it'll just make it all the more better when I am there then. yeah so there's one way around that you could organise one for Northern Ireland yeah but realistically though would you come um again same as you've just said really like it be like dates and money and working out i don't think it would cost me any more to get to northern ireland than it's costing me to get oh maybe it would actually costing me to get to manchester depends which like mode of travel you wish to use um isn't flying the only one you could technically get a boat oh that'd be more expensive boats are always expensive boats are cheap if are you they? come on as a passenger it costs you like 20 quid oh okay but you'd have to somehow get to Scotland oh. or another place that has water that also I was going to tell you I've got water but I ain't going to get to you starts from now <laughs> um, cool 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 well we will meet up at some stage yeah definitely uh social media can lead to fear of missing out which I think obviously we started to talk about earlier yeah FOMO that's what I have about next week. Mm. FOMO. 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 Yeah. I've heard that before, but I don't know. I don't know what context I would have heard it in. See, sometimes I feel like FOMO, it can really like put pressure on you to do something that you don't really want to do anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. or something that you're just not that fussed about, I guess. Yeah, but like all your friends are going or like... I don't know, something really interesting is happening and if you don't go, you know, like, you're totally missing out on it or, you know, it's going to ruin your life if you don't go kind of thing. So I think it can put a lot of unnecessary pressure on you, especially, like, for example, obviously, like, if you have depression and stuff, like, I just really enjoy, like, being in bed. Like, sometimes I I can't get myself out of bed to go and do something. Hmm. But then, like, if my friends are out doing something or I see something on Facebook that a lot of people are going to and I just, like, don't feel like going, but then, like, the fear of missing out is kind of like, well... And it causes me real anxiety sometimes because then I'm, like, trying to weigh up my options. Like, do I really want to go or... But if I don't go, like, am I going to miss this, this or this? And then I, like, force myself to do it. And while sometimes I find forcing myself to do something usually works out pretty well like there's a lot of the time I come home kind of like there was no point in me doing that or it's made me feel worse so I think it's Mm. just unnecessary pressure I think it definitely um I don't know I feel like although I have that that fear of, of missing out on stuff in terms of kind of like your example of going along to like events and meetups and stuff like that, 
Um, for me, like when it's with friends, if I'm in that situation, the fear of missing out, if I'm honest, is not as big as like the like just the negative feeling that comes over me that means I'd rather not do something. Yeah. Um so the fear of missing out for me in the like the physical sense um is probably not is I don't know, maybe it's not that big or that mm. there there are other feelings that are stronger than that. Yeah. I think with um like online media um, I, I feel like my best example of this is, as always, Twitter, is um, <laughs> when I, I've had a couple of times where I've um, opened up the app, then gone away from it, and then I'll come back to it. So when I come back to it, it's already got um, the feed that is downloaded earlier on, yeah. and then the feed that will download again because I've reopened the app, which can mean that there is a crap ton of tweets there to go through. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time I, I won't skip past them. I'll try to read all of them. And oh God, does that take ages? <laughs> but I have a fear like there's going to be a message in there that I um, that I really want to see or like someone will have said something really interesting that I want to chat with them yeah. about or they might have mentioned like a link or something that they're doing. Um, and if I skip past it, I'm not going to see that. Yeah. Um, and particularly when you... Um, like I do feel like there's quite a few people that um, like I really care about the content and like the stuff that's going on with them and mm. I don't want to miss out on that and I'm not going to have time to go and check each individual account to see what they're doing exactly so I do need to scroll through that feed and I think that's probably my biggest like fear of missing out um, situation is where I'm I'm skimming through or reading a lot of tweets that are from Arguably, when Twitter is about meant to be about the now, um, and I'm reading tweets from like 21 hours ago. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> think, exactly. Oh, they've moved on so much since they've said this. Yeah, <laughs> so much has happened. I, <laughs> know. Um, I think I've only had the occasion. Like, if I read someone's posted something really like negative or they're not feeling great, then I'll jump over to their profile to see like the latest stuff. Um, just so like, yeah, I don't yeah. get really worried and then I'm like oh actually they're okay and they're doing something yeah. else now yeah I have like sometimes we get major FOMO about like missing out on Twitter chat or whatever um, especially like talk like talk MH because mm. um, sometimes I'm out on Thursday at the gym or uh, like I'm working late or something and then I'm like oh, like what am I doing? like I'm thinking about it it's half yet I'm still not home like what am I missing out on yeah. But then I suppose you have the hashtag that like, like it's not just solely dedicated to that hour. I mean, you can always like chat about stuff afterwards and reply to things. So mm. I think you have to just remember that, I suppose, as well at the time. Yeah, I think there's quite a few people now that like answer some of the questions later on that night. Um, yeah. And that do kind of jump in well after like the hour is up. So yeah. um, I think that's good. Um, I do, like I have the same with... I think because I've got, because once you get involved in the chats and like you feed into them, like it becomes such a, um, like it, it doesn't bother me if the topic is something I don't particularly know about or associate with. Like I still want to be involved and still chat with people and find out what's going on. Um, and I've almost got to the stage where like I will get really annoyed if I've accidentally like booked something else on a Monday or a Thursday evening now. 
and I'll specifically yeah. like try and keep it clear. I'm like, yeah, that's great because you want to take part, but let's be honest, like it's an hour. I know. Um, and I'll kind of put off doing other things, and I'm like, you could so do other things after work before that comes anywhere near the time yeah. <laughs> that you're doing that. There's no need to like completely give up like half past five until 10 o'clock for one hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's true. Cool. Uh, okay. Oh, we're starting to get onto, I think, the last three are like the positive ones. Um, it's about time. Yeah. I know, right? Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay, time to stop being on a downer about social media. Um, social media is great. <laughs> uh, social media often leads to multitasking. Um, so I think you can take this in two ways in terms of um, kind of not always concentrating fully on one thing, um, which is definitely true. Um, and I've struggled mm-hmm. with that sometimes as well. Where you don't feel like you're fully engaged in <laughs> something. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just thinking about it and work, <laughs> which is so bad. <laughs> so, like, um, we all have a recorded message for whenever you first answer the phone. Yeah. Um, so you have like like six seconds or whatever to like close your internet tab <laughs> and get to work. But sometimes, like, I'll be messaging somebody on my phone, or like I'll be writing an article, and like it's like 15 seconds into the conversation and like the customers told me their name their address and their reference number and what their query is and then I'm like so Hi. why are you calling today <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it's so bad like I'll have maybe caught the tail end of their question and I'm like oh so you're just looking to know this yeah what's your what's your national insurance number like it's so bad like I've caught myself doing it so many times I'm kind of like right as soon as the phone rings I have to put my phone away <laughs> um but i think that does also kind of pick up on like the positive side of oh um, yeah like the the ability i guess to actually work on a couple of different things at the same time sometimes it's a case of making use of potentially some dead time um that you maybe wouldn't do stuff in the rest of the time yeah also for me i find it really helps with um sometimes you're just really into whatever you're doing at work or if you're studying and you just need like a quick like two minute break from it or something like that yeah um and I think sometimes I find that quite helpful just to be able to look away have a quick look on um on your phone and um scroll through a couple of posts uh and just it's just a quick little getaway um see what's going on elsewhere um I know that can be quite helpful I think as well yeah it can kind of just give me like a breather for like five minutes I suppose if you need it or sometimes I think especially when I was at uni if I was writing essays like I think I would just get frustrated that I couldn't get my point across in whatever way I wanted to so then I would take a break for like 10 minutes Hmm. like sit on Facebook or whatever and then when I would go back like I'd have a different way of thinking about it I think just giving your brain that space hmm. for five ten minutes is really good um just to give it a, like a bit of a breather and then you kind of come back with a fresh approach to whatever it, is, whatever it is you're doing definitely i think the only for me the only slight downside of not necessarily social media in this regard but the idea of multitasking and those different tasks all being on a screen 
is that I've noticed that I can give myself a break from my computer screen by looking at my phone screen. Um, and sometimes I give myself a break from my scro- phone screen by looking at the iPad screen. Um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I feel like uh, that's probably not the best for my eyes. No. Um, or like for your mind as well, because it's all um, focusing in on like one thing and um, it doesn't really give you a chance to um, just like look up and look around and see like the physical world. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think you kind of notice what's around you then if you're kind of dropping from one screen to the other all the time. Mm. Um, you can neglect your own surroundings and stuff. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Um, getting on to the good one, the one I've been looking forward to. Um, no, I just I'm I'm a little bit um my lack of psychology knowledge might mean I don't completely get the difference between nine and ten. Um mm, I feel you. <laughs> um so no uh, maybe we <laughs> roll these together and talk about them as a bigger point, I guess. So yeah. um social media enhances our connectivity. Um, but social media also can help us with socialization so anyone that knows like psychology or i guess language um (laughs) 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 will probably know the specific differences that they're identifying there but i think for me i feel like um for connectivity is um actually creating those links uh networking with different people um reaching out and being able to talk with people that are um, I suppose people like yourself, like people that I wouldn't have been able to kind of come across, wouldn't have necessarily met or had the opportunity to talk to yeah. um, through my physical life, um, through the area that I live, through my path in education or like my employment. Uh, so I guess being able to like reach out, talk to people with similar interests, hobbies, passions, things that... Um, things that affect us as well yeah i suppose it's a difference with socialization i don't know whether it's more like adapting to different environment i'm not really sure i don't know that that hugely mm. matters yeah i think with socialization i think it's more like we are a generation that spends so much time on our phones so i think it's a really good way of increasing your confidence I suppose and Mm. it says there like gaining social skills so like for me I suppose I'm quite a talkative person (laughs) because you hadn't noticed already (laughs) Um, I'm quite a talkative person and I do find it easy to chat to people but I feel like social media has helped me even more with that because I'm talking to people that I don't necessarily know yeah like me and you didn't know each other at all before we followed each other mm. so it's increasingly like confidence I think in talking to people that I don't know and I think with social media especially Twitter like it's okay to just randomly talk to somebody Yeah, like that's how you talk to them like you would never just walk up to somebody in the street and be like so what's your thoughts on this <laughs> like you just don't do that <laughs> unless you're like market research or something so yeah I think in that sense it kind of helps you it boosts my confidence slightly anyway because I don't know I just feel it's easier to talk to people there Mm, I definitely think 
Um, the same, I feel like it's given me more initially because I feel like we're involved in a field where, um, like, it does take a lot of confidence to talk the yeah. first time or the first time to different people, the first time you talk on a certain subject. Mm. Um, it does take a lot of, um, I think, thought about some of the things that you post with regards to, particularly when you're interacting with other people and sometimes trying to balance off what you want to say with what that other person can hear Mm. um and i think there's a lot of uh i guess skills uh within your communication there in that we are say trying we are all talking openly and honestly about our experience and trying to interact with other people that are in similar situations but we're also trying to be really mindful of the fact that we know that um we can all be affected in very different ways by some of the stuff we talk about i think for me that's kind of like really brought home by the conversation that we had last night on um talk mh that was around self-harm yeah and the kind of support the kind of um language that was used as well i was really Mm. kind of pleased with um it seemed to go really well um but even i felt a little bit um apprehensive about replying to people's comments and interacting as much as i have previously because it can be such a sensitive topic yeah um and i think that's one of the things that i guess we gradually build up those um skills but i think it's also about recognizing that actually do you know what while you might be talking to strangers that if we were stood there and we were talking about football or some other sport or i don't know work maybe you wouldn't care as much Um, yeah but we've built up such a strong connection with the other people in our group that we really care about not that you wouldn't care about someone you don't know but we've really built up a a connection where you really do care about the other people that are part of that group yeah for sure like it's crazy i didn't ever think this is why like every week i always talk like have a nice tweet about talk mh like i never thought that i could not not necessarily be friends because it can be difficult like being with that amount of people but never once did I think that I would relate to so many people um like it's it's crazy it's there's everybody's so relatable and never once did I think like I would be able to talk about my mental health struggles with strangers mm. um like sometimes it's easier to talk to strangers about what's going on but we have become such a community of people that like we don't know each other in real life but we like genuinely like you said we care about each and every one of them and how they're doing and what's going on with them um which I think is amazing and like I genuinely couldn't imagine what you know what it would be like without like talking much now Hmm. um it's I don't know it's just it's such a positive thing like it's just sparked from one like one idea and one conversation and like look how many friendships and like relationships that have been built up from that so Hmm. I think it's really good to see. I think I also find it um, a really good opportunity for um, 
finding out about stuff that we're not aware of and through being in that group um you actually almost get like a type of education on oh yeah on mental health and actually finding out about some of the stuff that other people are affected by yeah um and I know like I've said before I feel like oh I have OCD tendencies in that I do some things that I consider that would sit on that scale yeah but I'm very much not OCD and one of the reasons why I feel able to I guess kind of identify it like that is because of some of the stories that I've heard from different people um and through the types of things that people share and I feel like they're really open about that mm. um and I really enjoyed um having the the chance to host the other week when we were talking about um the seasonal affective disorder and actually the openness of so many people in saying do you know what like I've heard of it but I don't really know what it is yeah. um, and it was really nice that actually you start to notice that there's a lot of people that and I've got nothing it's nothing wrong with it but um like some people will say oh, I'm not really affected by that this week so I'm not going to join in but I hope everyone has a good time and that's great yeah. um, but I really like the ones where people say oh I'm not really affected by this but I'm going to hang around and find out a little bit more about something that I don't know about yeah because I have never well I suppose only being diagnosed with depression in August like I've never had experience with um seasonal affective disorder before mm. um and obviously like while I know bits and pieces about it um I didn't really know too much so it was a really great opportunity for me to be able to be educated about it um and I like I find it really interesting how it how it affects people or what, what people do to like help themselves and mm. um so I find that you're right even if it's an area or a topic that we've never experienced before it is an amazing opportunity to educate yourself and to like talk to people who've actually experienced it because I think sometimes people can rely so much on I don't know what that is I'll google it Um, and like the internet doesn't always have the best representations of things whereas if you can actually speak to somebody online about how it directly affects them like you are so much more empowered and knowledgeable about it Mm. I think you get and again where we are um, we're building up those relationships with a kind of community a friendship group um it's nice that you get to hear it from people that you um you have a relationship with rather than uh this is a bit of text about a general illness or disorder uh and you get a bit more understanding that actually oh if there's three of us here that experience this we're probably not all going to describe it in the same way we're not all affected by the same thing um and i think that also helps kind of bring forward the idea that actually a lot of a lot of struggles around mental health there's a lot of touching points that are similar for different people so um if you're affected by ocd or anxiety or depression there are going to be crossover points where we all experience exactly the same thing in a very similar way yeah um but it's the other stuff that goes on around that that makes the the disorder or the illness very different yeah yeah that's it and i think it just makes you feel like so much less alone than mm whenever you're kind of sitting on your own thinking about what like what's going on like just reaching out to people or having somebody say hey I felt like that too um can break down so many barriers I think in our own heads as well that we kind of build up Mm. like for example the whole emetophobia thing like the fear of being sick Mm. like I'm totally open about my mental health but that was one thing that I never talked about because I was always really embarrassed about it like it sounds really 
like silly you know being afraid of something that's like supposed to be like a natural bodily function most of the time but then whenever like the girl you called Doris the lovely lady yeah (laughs) blogger Doris love Doris do we know her real name we we do know her real name well I know her real name (laughs) well Doris like she had I think it had it in her bio and I was like oh my goodness there's somebody else and then um Nicole Marie from Thrifty Vintage she did a post about it Mm. and then Mel from Gig Magnific she did a post about it with Rachel from No Space for Milk and I was like oh my goodness like there's like three people in the space of the day that I've discovered have a metaphobia as well Mm. um and then I like started chatting to them about it and it it immediately made me feel less weird about it Mm. um because I was like oh my word you know there's people that know exactly what it's like to be going through the same feelings that I experience and then that's like they kind of encouraged me to write the post about it um like not encouraged they inspired me to do it because mm. it's something I'm quite uncomfortable with and then whenever I did um there was a couple of people on my Facebook were like I have this as well and I didn't know there was a name for it or I have this as well and I didn't tell anybody so it's amazing the kind of connections that you can make with people just over saying one thing about yourself yeah definitely and I think as a start to our little wrap up um is i definitely feel like there's a lot of things that we can and we have mentioned that are negative about social media or our use of social media um and particularly i think for those of us that are affected uh by mental health disorders and illnesses um can be potentially quite vulnerable to some of the things that we've spoken about but i also feel like we're maybe some of the people that benefit the most from social media um, in having that opportunity to talk in while it is an open way you feel a little bit more protected maybe um, about talking about um, the issues that we struggle with in that you know like so many times I've told people about like security and privacy of social media in that um, like if if you wouldn't go into like the middle of a room and say that to a hundred people or in front of like your parents or your grandparents, then you shouldn't post it. Um, yeah. And I'm like, but pretty much every post I post, I wouldn't go into a room of a hundred people. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it in front of my parents or my grandparents or whatever. Um, yeah. Like getting trapped in my leggings. Guess what, everyone? I've gone for pick a mix again. <laughs> oh, I probably would tell them that. <laughs> something to celebrate yeah yeah. um but uh yeah i do feel like while obviously has everyone has the opportunity and does benefit from it i feel like we definitely have that opportunity to reach out to talk to other people that have suffered that are suffering in similar ways to us um and like you were saying um it could be that that's the difference between us feeling like we're the only person or we're one of a very few um, and realising that actually not only are there other people out there that are going through similar things, there's people out there that we already know. Yeah. Um, and I think Definitely. that's the, the real benefit there as well. Yeah. Like, never did I think that I'd be sitting on a Friday night, like, featuring on a podcast with a really close friend, talking mm. about mental health, because we simply follow each other on Twitter. Yeah. Like, that's the amazing thing about it. Like, I never thought that, you know, I'm going to meet people when I go to London in December 
or I'm actually going to fly somewhere to go meet like people that I've met online Hmm. and it's purely because I've just felt that connection with them not only through the kind of whole mental health thing but from that like we've developed a really good friendship Hmm. um and we kind of want to like validate that even more by meeting physically um which I think is so amazing I think you're definitely right in that we are the people that kind of benefit the most and I think as well as it's you you get out of it what you put into it as well um so that you know the more you are involved if you're able to like the more you will get out of it and you know the more people that you'll meet that are similar to yourself or even have the same interests so Mm. yeah I'm definitely like virgin on the social media is really really good kind of side of things compared to the other side yeah I feel like it's a case of just being wary in the way that you've got to be wary of anything I suppose like um when you start riding a bike um that's great you can get places faster and quicker and you can maybe take some stuff with you uh but you've got to wear a helmet you really should wear like knee pads or elbow pads or whatever um and i think it's the same with social media like it's great you can talk to people that are further away you can create like great connections um but you do need to be careful about um some of the stuff that goes on around it and it is about i guess a little bit of training working out how you use stuff at the beginning and um protecting yourself not necessarily in the i don't think like security kind of way but just protecting yourself in terms of um like your own well-being um i think general health as well as mental health yeah definitely i think it's important to like sometimes if you need to like realize when you need to take yourself away from it and Mm. when it's not being a positive thing for you i think it's important to kind of just keep it in the back of your head like evaluate your usage of it from time to time and see whether you're actually benefiting from it or whether it's like being a a negative kind of impact on Mm. you do you feel like you have to do it yeah yeah i think that's the crossover as well and um i'd say definitely in the last three to six months i've so many people have um had to take a break from social media and it feels like a strange thing to say like it's almost like i'm going to take a break from driving the car i'm like well yeah how and why yeah Um, exactly and i guess it's trying to work out that balance beforehand um before you get to that stage some people do it just because they actually want a bit more of like a retreat so they just want to like shut down um yeah and that's completely fine uh but i think if it gets to a case where you you feel maybe a little bit overpowered by some of the stuff that's going on um maybe it's a case of kind of looking at your usage mm. not necessarily the amount but maybe it's the way that you the way use it. it yeah definitely um oh i do have one question um okay. so you mentioned you're going or coming to london in december what is that for yeah. oh it's my friend's birthday so we are going to london to have a good time <laughs> Oh. To go on holiday. You're going on it's holiday like, to London. Yeah, it's a holiday for us, Mike. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it involves getting on a plane and flying over and doing fun touristy things. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, but like, I think if I was coming over to like actually meet people, I would make it a longer trip. Hmm. Yeah, I think I've made the um the manchester trip into like two and a half days for me oh very good um, when are you what well, like when are you going down um so i'm going on uh 
the I think I leave here on the Saturday morning um, and get there for like lunch time-ish or just early afternoon on the Saturday um, and then I'm going to see a friend on Saturday sort of evening slash night uh, then the uh, I think there's a couple of people that are staying overnight so I'm, I've said to I think it's Sean Sean tweets <laughs> yeah um, about meeting up for breakfast or like a oh. lunch or something um, and then we've obviously got the like the meet in the I I feel like the afternoon but I don't think there's a set time at the moment um, so I've pretty much allowed like all of Sunday for that. And then I'm coming home, I think, Monday afternoon. Um, so if there's any other people kind of hanging around or there's anything going on in, like, overnight, um, then I can still kind of take part in that, which would be yeah. cool. Uh, but, yeah, it just, it turned into, um, like, I was going to go up in the summer um, to see Sarah. Uh, mm. But I I think the a few, like, messages have been sent and it was pretty... Um, pretty obvious. Um, it was kind of confirmed that there was going to be a meet up. It was going to be Manchester and it was going to be sort of just after the summer. Yeah. Um, and I thought rather than like go up to see her and then want to go up again, I'd kind of try and roll them together. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was quite nice. And that gave me like justification for going for sort of two days Yeah. Um, or potentially try and cram them into one. But I felt like that'd be quite a lot. Then when I looked at like the travel time and the cost and I was like, oh, I'd it's trying to work out what's best unfortunately i've got like a little bit of time um time off in lieu that i've got to take for work before christmas oh okay um so that was quite handy to have the monday to be able to take off as well yeah oh i'm so jealous i also think it's really brave thing of people to do though yeah i was talking to um scottish laura at lunchtime about this Uh and um we were both having a bit of a chuckle about the the thing I think I might have mentioned this with Hannah as well is that um trying to do like a get together with a group that are kind of active within the mental health field is like can be quite funny because you're trying to get everyone together so you the general like logistics of um picking somewhere that's suitable you pick somewhere that's got good access but places with good access are generally like really busy yeah and so for people with anxiety like that's just gonna make it so much worse yeah Um, so it can be quite a challenge in that um putting something on like that is going to be potentially like quite difficult for some of the people that really want to come along uh but that's for i don't know i I think to to some extent you're you're never going to get around that it's just trying to provide them with as much information beforehand as possible and I know a few people are also trying to talk about travel arrangements and such so that they can kind of gradually meet up. So you sort of meet one or two people at a time rather than travel all the way on your own and then walk into a room of 20 people or something. So (laughs) That'll be me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Hi! (laughs) Oh, well, have fun. I know I'll be talking to you before you go. I know. But have I'm, fun. It'll, um, it's just take yeah. lots of pictures. Yeah. yeah, I will do. I'm gonna um, make sure I take more me too. extra battery and stuff, and uh, yeah, I have to. Oh, I hope there's Wi-Fi. Right? Do you will not believe this? Bearing in mind, I topped. When did I do my phone? I'm on like a month to month credit thing, so I just top up. I simply oh, yeah. like buy a new contract every month. So uh, like. Okay. Um, I got my uh, like top up on the second, 
I'm already out of my minutes. Seriously? Yeah, because I, <laughs> I only get 100 minutes because generally I don't use minutes. Oh, like, I just I'm use gonna say, data. I'm going to say, how many do you get? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I burnt through those quite quickly because I had a couple of times when I've spoken to people at lunchtime now and I'm like, wow, if you talk to people at lunchtime or a little bit at the end of the day, like, quite quickly you burn through 100 minutes without worrying about it. You should just get them to phone you. I mean, I have unlimited minutes. Why didn't you get me to phone you? <laughs> no, I didn't think about it because I didn't. Or I, did I phone you? I've never. Did I phone you or did you phone me? I can't remember. I've never, ever had to think oh, about it long. because as a general rule, like even when I phone people, I'll phone them over like Wi-Fi. I'll do like Skype or WhatsApp or Messenger or whatever. Um, do you remember that time you tried to call me on WhatsApp and didn't work? You just left me a <laughs> Every like the first time I phone anyone on WhatsApp, they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, why are you phoning me on here?" I'm like, "It's a phone call. Who cares where it goes from?" <laughs> I'm like, "Are you not going to pick it up because it's WhatsApp?" But if I phone you, you'll pick it up. <laughs> it is strange too. Like whenever. Like, if anybody FaceTimes me, even if it's, like, face audio, I can't, like, why do they not just phone me? But then it is a valid way of talking to somebody, so why not? Yeah, well, it's true. Yeah. I, like, um, gradually got used to, like, the, like, doing FaceTime or Snapchats and stuff. I still find it a bit weird to, like, be able to see my own face, but, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. When I FaceTime people... Like a lot of the time is when I've just woken up <laughs> and I've like no makeup on <laughs> and I'm like I don't even like I don't want to, myself to be looking at me, let alone anybody else. Oh my god. So, so face yeah. injured tomorrow. <laughs> oh don't even like I'll not answer because I'll know you'll be doing it. <laughs> Sometimes I look really cute in the morning though, like when I'm just awake, but most of the time it's a no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think we will do a little round off. Um, Laura, where can people find you and find out information about you? I am mostly active on Twitter. So no my way. username is <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so my username there is um Laura Clothley. Oh, that's C-L-O-U-G-H-L-E-Y. <laughs> In case you don't know how to spell it. <laughs> um, or you can find me on my blog at ljc.com. And that's E-L-L-E-J-C.com. Uh, and obviously anyone that wants to get in contact with the podcast you can find um can find me so i keep on nearly saying us and we and i'm like why like it's me. <laughs> i feel like i'm giving someone else that's not even here all the credit um <laughs> there, there is a uh, facebook page for mike's open journal but again same as laura as is quite obvious from our conversation most of the time we're over on twitter um so you can find just the information from the podcast and from the blog at open underscore journal underscore or all the crap that I talk about 
at Mike underscore Douglas underscore. I see you laughing away in the background. <laughs> There's definitely a difference in the tweet numbers. I think the podcast one's got like 200 tweets and mine's like 14,000 or something. So, yeah. If you go follow Mike, you can find us hashtagging it by our bath bun battle. Oh, yes. Hashtag bath bun battle. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I tried to get a couple more people into that this week. Yeah, it's so <laughs> good. They like it, but they're not, they're not quite at... Um, photo sharing confidence level yeah no i'm like no, come on if i can post mine there's no way you look worse than me so oh yeah um and plug the website um mikesopenjournal.com where there's information for the podcast uh the blog and I'm gradually getting up, I think it's up now actually, um, small profiles for the people that have been on the podcast as well. Um, most of that information is stolen from their Twitter bios um, because I didn't ask them for it when they came onto the podcast and I've just stolen it afterwards. So you can check out their information there. Um, if you want to come on the podcast in the future, please do get in contact. Uh, we're always looking for people to come on to talk a little bit about their own stories or like today, um, come on. Uh, as Laura has, we can just talk about something in general um, that can be related to mental health or something else, particularly if that's Pokemon or wrestling. <laughs> Pokemon has died so quickly, it's disappeared. No it's plan. died a horrible death. Yeah. They, they needed to change it up a bit quicker than they have. Um, we will close out the podcast there. Um, so, I don't know if you want to say like a little farewell, Laura. Catch us later. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> so great, so great. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening. And please remember, you're not alone out there. Yeah, all done. <laughs> oh, what are you doing um, tomorrow? Uh, go into the pub for lunch. Oh. And, and then we'll see. This isn't going in the podcast, right? No, not unless it's hilarious. I'll clip it in at the end. <laughs> I'm not telling you that. Oh, no, I won't put it on. <laughs> no, there's uh, apparently a very good looking barman that works in the pub that we go to sometimes but we haven't been in a while so we're going for lunch <laughs> basically going to check out a hottie yeah <laughs> that's essentially what we're doing <laughs> it's not just me on my own it's like other people <laughs> i'm so putting that at the end <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then i'm just going to my sister's house that's about it well, yeah. But it was oh. a BBC as well, so... Oh, what was wrong with you? Yeah. Stop going on the BBC. BBC's my fave. No, it's not. Apart from Netflix. No, it's not your fave. <laughs> 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 it's just because I don't pay the licence, so I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one, I just don't pay for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, get that out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, in case you're listening. I do have a licence BBC. <laughs> Oh. I realised that as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Okay. Um, all right.
What would be your death row meal? I had never asked you this before. Mm. I can't believe it. You get like, like a, it's like a three course meal of whatever you want. Oh, is it three courses? Yeah. Well, you get like, just like burger and chips. That's it. Um, okay. Oh, three it's course. like the last meal before you die. <laughs> three courses. Yeah, but you're there for a reason. Like. <laughs> yeah, but you still get your like nice way meal before you go. Okay. Like well done for murdering 30 people is a nice meal. Um, yeah, enjoy this dip. <laughs> okay, a starter has to be, despite the fact up until like four years ago, I never really liked, well, I didn't like it and then I didn't eat it and then I hated it, but now I love it, so garlic bread would be my starter. Um, what would your starter be? Let's break it up. Um... What did I say the last time? My mum makes a really nice sandwich, so I'd probably have it. You'd have a sandwich as your starter. Well, it's a really good sandwich. Yeah, but a sandwich is quite filling. No, but I'd only have like half a sandwich. Okay. What sort of sandwich? It's like an egg and egg and onion kind of mixture, I think. Okay. Um, <clears throat> main meal... I think I would go with mm. Mm. I think I'd probably go with a mixed grill Oh uh, um, I quite like a mixed grill You get a little bit of a taste of everything Um so that'd be good. Yeah. And I quite like to have a bit of chicken in there. Chicken's quite nice, but a bit boring on its own. So, yeah, I think I'd go mixed mm. grill. Mm. Um, I would want fries with that that come from uh, an Australian KFC because they have the best fries. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I think that'd kind of be what I'd go for. So mixed grill with Australian KFC fries. What drink would you have? Um, can I have different drinks at different courses? Yeah. Okay. Dude, you're going to die. So okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, with the garlic bread, I'll probably start off with water. Then with my main... Um, I think I'll probably go, uh, having, having meat. I'll probably go for full fat Coke. Oh, good soap. Yeah. With some ice. Mmm. Might even have a slice to go with it. Is it Coke from a can, Coke from a glass bottle or Coke from a plastic bottle? Um, I would have it from a, I think from a bottle, like a, not a glass bottle, like a plastic bottle. Um, I think that's probably got the most like sugary content as far as I'm concerned. So (laughs) that would be the one I'd go for. (laughs) 
<laughs> the more sugar, the better. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What would I have as my main course? Menu. Yep. Um, Christmas dinner. Okay. Uh, I'm vaguely remembering this conversation now. Yeah. <laughs> what did we have this conversation before? I think I remember you saying something about a Christmas dinner before. So we must have had some, maybe we had like a favourite meal. Oh, it wasn't a death row one, but yeah. Christmas dinner. Uh, yeah, but it has to be like made by my mum and dad. Okay. Because my mum makes the world's most amazing. You just sent me a tweet. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you a picture of the sign on top of the towels. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my mum makes the most amazing stuff in, in the entire world. Okay. Well, I think like that's okay. I think you can have your mum and your dad cooking yours if I've since I've asked for fries from Australia. Yeah, because they're gonna have to travel. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd have slur with it because I always have slur with Christmas dinner. Is that like the? I don't even know. I... It... What is it? What? I do know what it is. I just can't remember. It's like it's non-alcoholic. But you can get like different flavors. Like you can get white grape, red grape, like apple and elderflower. Is it fizzy or is it like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fizzy. Yeah, but it has to be white grape. It can't be any other one. Okay, so white grape. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Desserts. Ooh. Okay, so <laughs> dessert. Um, definitely the probably the most happiest I am about all these meals. Um, actually, they're all good. I'd like all of them. Um, for my dessert. My drink for dessert is going to be um, one of those like frozen slash puppy type drink. Uh, oh, yes. Um, I'm going to have as many colours as I can have in there, but not Coke. A um, couple of reasons. Firstly, I don't really like Coke in that form, but also because I've had Coke with my main meal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, multicoloured um, ice frozen based drink. Okay. Then I guess given that that's the drink I want, that means I also really need to have a cold dessert, um, which I'm quite happy with. So I'm going to go for one of the, like the mega ice creams where you have, um, I'm quite happy to mix my ice cream a little bit. So I'm okay with having some like um, chocolate type ice cream in there, like some cookies and cream type ice cream. Okay. Um, uh, but mainly, I think vanilla, just because I'm bearing in mind the other stuff that I'm going to put in with that, which okay. is going to be like a little bit of chocolate sauce. Um, I'm going to have hundreds and thousands. I'm going to have um, some Twixes, some uh, Maltesers. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of M&Ms. Uh, <laughs> well i don't like m&ms other than when they're with ice cream like somehow they're okay to me at that time oh. so oh. i have a couple of those in Fair there enough. um i think i've also had some where you have like a type of like shortbread biscuit or something in there so i'd be oh. willing to give that a go as like a little bit of an experiment um maybe some type of like wafer or something to um, like dunk in the ice cream. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's probably a fairly accurate representation of my desire for dessert. That sounds really good. 
What about you? I would have... Oh, um, Usually, like, my automatic reaction is, like, lemon meringue. But mm. I had a really, really nice dessert out the other night. And it was roasted pecan and salted caramel tart. Okay. I've had a picture of it up on Twitter, actually. It was so good. I don't know. I like too many desserts to choose. So maybe I'd have, like, a trio you get at weddings. Or, like, one would be sticky toffee pudding. Mm-hmm. I don't like cheesecake, so that wouldn't be one. Um, yeah, I don't like cheesecake either. Lem- lemon meringue. Oh, I can't decide. You can pick one for me and I'll eat it. You could have, like, a little... No, like, um... They're called, like, cheese boards, where you get different cheeses. Oh, yeah. Couldn't you have, like, a cheese board, but instead have, like, mini desserts? That would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, you can, I'm going to do that. You can have that. You can have, like, a little board, a dessert board. This is why I'm friends with you. <laughs> Other than, like, my obviously ridiculous amount of love for you and who oh. you are. The fact that you have good ideas. Yeah. The way I just merge those desserts together. <laughs> You're just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, man. Oh, something's gonna be pretty disappointing about this sandwich now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you're friends with me, you have to get used to just talking about food all of the time. Like do you remember whenever I advertised my Snapchat and I said if you like food posts and you were like, I don't really like them, but I'll add you anyway. <laughs> this is what our friendship is, Mike. I literally just like talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> It'll stay like that. Do you promise? Yeah. (laughs) Like legit. (laughs) I legit promise that. (laughs) Oh dear. I know. It's only it's five past ten already. I'm going weird. Yeah, I know you only promise until tomorrow till you go out and look at that handsome man behind the bar. Mm, See, he's my friend's boy. He's not mine. Oh, okay. Good she's on first she's uh, got dibs she's on first <laughs> she did last week <laughs> oh dear she is dibs oh dear yeah <laughs> she's so on so you're first. mine forever yay <laughs> <laughs> until next weekend when you meet all the lo- the lovely ladies in real life oh yeah I'm looking forward to seeing everyone and to seeing Rich Rich is going as well so mm-hmm. that's true that'll be really good it will be lovely for you yeah very really good Right, I've told you to go and eat your bread and butter like four times. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to hang up first? Oh, uh, you have to hang up. I couldn't hang up on you. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it mutually on the count of three. Okay, one, two, two three. three. <laughs> ah, you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want a bit, I want you to hang up and then me to be able to complain that you hung up. <laughs> That's mean though, because we'll have orchestrated it and then you can't complain. <laughs> Fine, I will hang up and then you can complain on Twitter about what a horrible person I am for hanging up on you. Okay. But I will tell you, I'll be nice and tell you that I love you before I hang up. Okay, I love you too, Laura. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> you have to say bye. Do I have to say bye? I'm just going to hang up now. Okay. Love you lots. Bye.
Love you, bye.